Today's podcast is about a fellow energy industry colleague who's African and resides in the motherland. Tarek Azura, energy commentator within the oil, gas and renewable space from Zimbabwe, has a wild global exposure and currently in South Africa where he lives and works. Tarek runs a platform named Future Wattage where articles centered on electrification, carbon capture, blockchain's effect on the future of energy, and much more are discussed. I was introduced to Tare last year during the pandemic by a mutual friend from South America, who believes we both could be the future Africa needs. Before I continue, I'd like to acknowledge the support of Pace of Invest, a global financial advisory and wealth management firm based in Germany and France. If you're looking to create generational wealth and understand how to manage your finances, do contact the Pace of Invest team on www.paceofinvest.com. They offer services to individuals and corporate bodies alike. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome you listeners to the Blue Citroen podcast, where we discuss lifestyle, culture, and more. Tari, Tell our listening audience, how did you end up in the energy world? Was this something you've always wanted to do? Cool. Thank, thanks, Bim. Um, and first of all, thanks for, um, you know, for bringing me on your, your pod. Uh, much appreciated and uh, excited to, to have this conversation. Um, yeah, so I think if i'm yeah if i'm to be honest um I, I don't know if i can say it's what i always wanted I, I don't know if anyone can say that about anything usually yeah um if i'm to be honest <laughs> but then i think um w- the way it was was that um i think i always kind of wanted to be in some form of of financial work uh, economics um uh but then it sort of it 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 sort of with time it sort of modified itself based on sort of getting a better understanding of my own strengths because well versus what i thought were my strengths because you know how it is when you're growing up you've got certain things you think uh mm-hmm. are what you're good at if i can put yeah. it that way <laughs> but then as you develop um and if, if, if you know with the right exposure and sometimes even with luck i, I would be honest you know you you fall into certain places um that allow you to to uh, to sort of discover what your actual strengths are if i can put it that way yeah so i you know i found that like you know having had exposure to um uh to 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 certain uh, to certain people to uh, certain bits of information I, I i got more and more drawn into liking the energy space because it felt quite natural with a lot of the things i enjoyed uh, myself um so you know economics which which in its at its core in a way is probably a bit of a like a, a, a social science of sorts and you know i'm quite interested in understanding society and understanding how people think how people make decisions and that kind of thing. So I think uh, it was very nice to sort of find somewhere where economics is is present, uh, finance is present because you know oil is you know well yeah, at that time it was in the oil and gas space um, mm-hmm. and oil is the highest traded commodity in the world. So so yeah. you find that it, it's got a nexus with many with many forms of you know understanding finance, understanding economics, understanding and it's fundamental, right? It's it's being yeah. used. So it's not something it's not a pie in the sky type of situation. Um, and then uh, and also another big important thing that I liked about uh, the energy space is it's it's sort of it's nexus with um, 
with geopolitics with understanding you know the endowments of countries the endowments of 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 what's there already you know and that's pure chance right you know no country plans where it's going to be mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. so you know those kind of things where it 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 brings to the, the entire picture of energy it's very multidisciplinary so it, it makes it quite a fun space to be in. so whether you're coming from a finance economics uh coming from a scientific space environmental science everything it all sort of mishmashes into there which is you know which is something that i really like because it means that it, it it's a big scope for learning and i'm still learning you know it, it, in fact yeah, yeah the learning probably won't won't ever end uh but yeah and i think i think if i combine that with that you know the time i entered the workspace in 2008 that's when you know the global financial crisis was happening um so oh, because what a, of that what a time to yeah, enter the works exactly exactly it was a tricky time to enter but but what was fascinating for me because i yeah. was doing finance at the time yeah is that the finance um you know you're, t- you're being taught finance and then this craziness is happening so i kind yeah. of got a bit disillusioned <laughs> with um with 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 the world of finance and how it actually works and what is real you know what is real in the sense of is the market real is the versus the economy <laughs> or, you know that up? kind of thing exactly <laughs> yeah. so i think going through that also helped me go towards energy because i felt like at least energy is you know it's fundamental it's not you know it, there's no debate on you know how energy works it, well kind of <laughs> there's always yeah. a, a debate as science progresses but you know we know what what it powers we know that all the development energy has come with we know that you know you know even eating food is transfer of energy so it's everywhere absolutely. you know so, absolutely yeah so i think that's kind of how i ended up there um so so if to answer your question <laughs> uh, I, I can't say it's something that i always want to do but it, it, it it's it's emergent you know you 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 kind of get better attuned to your strengths and what you like learning about and then you i found it easier to then gravitate towards energy as a space yeah that is uh, thank you so much for that and you, you're quite right uh energy is broad and uh, mm. it is multidisciplinary as you say and we we can literally study anything uh, right from the get-go, but then as time progresses and as we grow, as we develop, and as we see that the fundamental core um, of the things around us is impacted by energy, you start to wonder and you start to think, oh my God, this is interesting. How does this happen? How does this work? What is this about? And you did mention something, oil is the uh, most traded commodity in the world. And, you know, very interestingly, it is something that is... Um, uh, been talked about a lot these days especially on the energy transition but mm. we're going to get there we're going to get yeah, there before yeah, we yeah. do <laughs> you tell yeah. us about uh future wattage what's that so yeah so it's another as we call it, as we are saying emergent and it probably is a word i'll use a lot because in a way that's how a lot of things happen you know they just you know you 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 start it and then you want it to take its own shape as it goes on but basically um uh, I, 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 I used to enjoy writing articles on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. just, you know, I, and, you know, some people would reach out to me saying, no, and no, I found that article very useful. You know, I'm not in the energy space and, you know, I hear all this stuff about what's happening, but I just don't have somewhere where I can, um, I can sort of get a, a, a summarized type view and a simplified view. And at the same time, you know, a decluttering of the noise, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you can imagine these days, you know, there's a lot of. there's a lot of news out there there's a lot of we're basically stimulated with news almost every other time we are basically on screens every other time you know it is um, i think we're actually 
actually maybe that time we we're on screens is less than the time like we're not on screens right because it's maybe only when you sleep uh, either your laptop your phone or <laughs> yeah your tv so yeah so um so i think what i what what so because of in like you know i would just do that on linkedin you know just write you know get some feedback and and in a way i guess you know to be honest as well i technically also used as a way of also on processing my own thoughts about okay. what's happening um so so even if no one read it i'll <laughs> i'll be like you know this is maybe for me mm-hmm. um as much as it is for anyone else who just stumbles upon it so so yeah so i think as i was doing that uh, then i think sometime last year i think i i just decided well you know if i want to continue doing it and even do it on my own terms why don't i just make it my own uh, platform site and i'll see how it grows and develops there uh, so that's when i moved i just started it as a as a website um which you know my hope is that as 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 i put up more articles as i bring in more collaborators uh, and by the way we are open to bringing in more collaborators um you know mm-hmm. with with good well um well first opinions uh yeah. you know and it's not about and it's, i'm trying to bring in a multiplicity of views but you know obviously in a in a in a in a balanced way i think that's what yeah. my main aim is with the with the platform to say you know uh, there's a lot of noise there's a lot to declutter you're hearing many things you're hearing Hearing, as we're saying, you you hear blockchain is now in energy. You hear yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> you, exactly. You hear smart grids. You hear the world is ending. <laughs> you oh. hear so so. There's many things you 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 like that. I think um, you know people not in the energy space per se would want to know, and even people in the energy space themselves uh, to just hear. Um, you know, different perspective. So sometimes even people in energy reach out to me saying, oh, I, I didn't know that that's what was happening there. Because I think as as our professional lives go on, we all sort of get funneled down our professions in a way that even if, the, even let's say, I, I don't know what other profession can be put in. Let's say you're a doctor, right? Yeah. You're going to funnel down that path in terms of knowing what's happening in medicine, what's happening, what's the latest journal, what's the yeah. latest disease, science, what's, but then energy will just be like that thing where you catch it when you catch it you know so yeah. yeah so i think the hope is that the site as it grows um and as and i've got a few ideas of uh, of things i want to add to it um including collaborators but even other functions uh which you know with time will will hopefully you know you grow but like i'm saying it's for me uh, what i've actually enjoyed about it is that it's a it's an emergent thing i'm seeing it as i go and i think that's where i i remember i was talking to a, a colleague at one of my uh, professional body events uh, mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i started this thing but i'm still going to see how it goes it's, mm-hmm. it's still very rough and then he's yeah. like to me no 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 we're starting it you, if you if you if you wait for it to be ready you'll never start it so, exactly so, exactly so that's what i that's what i i like that um that response he gave me because yeah. it made me like oh yeah actually and and for sure because a lot of the things you now learn when you now do it yourself you learn so different. much yeah absolutely. exactly you know, absolutely there weren't things i was gonna learn if i was thinking of it <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean you 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 have to um you learn by doing like you, you, you learn know? by doing exactly and it's said all the time but you kind of take it for granted right because you're always yeah. like yeah but of course how else does someone learn but you actually realize that you but that doing it is what teaches you not it's the exactly. theory of doing exactly. it uh, which is it's sometimes the practicality of it all yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so yeah so well so, done. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so are you looking to so future watch it well wattage <laughs> are you yeah. looking to to um as it grows as time goes on are you looking to now make the platform 
you know, membership style, subscription style, you know, as it grows eventually? Would people have to start to subscribe yeah. to Have you thought about that? I, I've thought about it, um, but but I think uh, as I've seen, right, it, it's almost a lot, a big part of it is still quite emergent. I, I yeah. need to, and this is good, the good thing about, you know, when you now own your own site, because yeah. you can see the statistics of who's logging on, uh, where are they logging on from, you know, as the most of your, uh, most of the log and uh, most of the people viewing it, um, you know, in South Africa, they in Africa, they in Canada, they in Australia, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends. Uh, and also, are they, you know, are they on mobile, are they on desktop? you know how long are they on for which pages do they visit so i think because i'm seeing it that way and it's still quite early in the phase because you know i've also got a full-time job so um, you know so because it's emerging that way i'm sort of i'm kind of um giving it time to emerge and see how it goes okay. depending on a lot of these things but okay. obviously if you're now thinking uh, monetization yes you think of maybe subscription maybe uh you know a platform that provides certain reporting um mm-hmm. and dashboards but yeah i'm really very open to it um you know and it's funny because that's how many things happen you know I that's think, true uh, it if, all starts you... like this you know and exactly. before you know it it just you know and it always looks into something bigger yeah. yes and it always looks like like you planned it that way but usually because even you know listening not to say that uh, you know my website's a facebook but i'm just thinking <laughs> when, you know facebook had to decide how to monetize facebook right it's totally. not like they were always yeah. going to monetize it by advertising it that's actually something they decided yeah, uh, when they yeah. saw the numbers coming in and they're like oh okay how do we you know how, how do, do we make this thing yeah, yeah yeah so so i think it, it always looks hindsight is always the 50 50 way you're yeah. like ah, okay that, okay so then they planned to monetize it this way but it's usually not the case so yeah so i think for myself i i try to because it's because it's 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 it leans towards a hobby um maybe mm-hmm. it's a hobby slash um you know a personal uh thing so uh, yeah I'm, I'm pretty open to how to seeing how it exactly develops as long as it sort of builds on those fundamentals that i say that i wanted to 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 help people understanding the transition help people make even investment decisions and that's not also always necessarily investment decision in the context of like shares mm. and stuff maybe mm. sometimes someone is thinking do i really need to put solar on top of my house do i need to mm-hmm. buy an electric car you know mm-hmm. is it worth it you know uh mm-hmm. you know uh, or is it is it a fad is it something that is just you know it's nice to say and it's sexy in the world now but is it really practical you know so that's the that's yeah. where i hope uh and thing and then i think that's another big thing is you also hope that you know especially given um you know the high youth dynamic in africa as well that it also yeah. acts as a place for some want to almost like as a gateway into maybe the, the energy space and additional interest in the energy space that will be great well good luck with that tari well done i'm very proud of you even though we've we've only just you know been introduced you know and uh, i personally have have learned a lot i've i've been on the website i've been on the website platform it is a platform but of course it's morphing mm. from a website into a platform so i've been on it and um i mean i would encourage any of our listeners that is looking to understand a little bit more about you know the energy world in a conversation of space and you know just giving us all insights because as Tari also mentioned there's so much information out there and that mm. just you know one can drown in information overload and that's why you know people like Tari are putting you know this together but you know you talked about um 
investment you know such as you know solar putting solar on your roof and all of that and and even you know clean let's just say clean energy and that's mm. literally the next uh, question i was going to bring up to you is what are your thoughts on clean energy in africa and do you think we are ready for energy transition and miss energy poverty we do know that 80% of the continent still wallows in energy poverty right you know there's still there, and it, it's such a rich continent but yet you know support in many uh, forms and energy poverty is a huge one uh, of mm. that because i do know if the continent gets out of this energy poverty situation oh my goodness that's mm. just the beginning of that's the beginning of you know paradise that's that's that that i can say for sure so what what mm. what are your thoughts on clean energy in in, in the continent yeah i think yeah a pretty loaded question as well um uh, you know uh, hopefully i can do it justice i think you know first of all Bima, i would actually want to say that what what's been an interesting journey for me as well um you know having doing you know doing uh, some school programs around 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 energy itself um and and you know you know seeing other you know how other countries have done things and and that kind of thing I think I, I used to really, I used to really, <laughs> questions on on the future of Africa used to really fill me with a lot of trepidation. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, so you know, when you ask, you know, is Africa thing ready? It used to really, I, I, you know, I used to really hate questions around Africa's future. Because, Sorry, you're not alone on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because I think you know i think if i'm to be honest firstly i think you know you kind of always have this thing where you're just like ah man can can africa's issues be fixed you know the governance issues the civil war issues the colonial history and what it does to the situation and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and and you know and also being from zim i think um the the i you know the 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 situation that happened during my generation of being in zim which is Mm. you know the downturn starting probably from the year 2000 or so Mm. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's taken us, you know, it's taken, well, me, let me not say that, it's taken me a, a while to actually realize that, you know, that process, it's it's a trauma, right? It's not yeah. a, you know, sometimes we just call it, ah, you know, it was part of life, this is what happened, but yeah. it, it's actually a trauma and it, it ends up shaping a lot of how you see the world and how you see the progress possible and, you know, you, it's easy to operate from a space of fear all the time because of those experiences right um and seeing like you know you know people lose savings seeing um you know seeing by you know people who are doing financially okay all of a sudden it completely changes within such a short space of time um yeah and i think and and tied to that you know because i think you know it's it's quite common and 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 you might even be able to tell me more uh, being from nigeria uh, that yeah. you know we, we we as africans sometimes we are very <laughs> we are very academic about things right so so you know we always joke so too, you know <laughs> We I always so joke um, with friends saying, you know, I know, you know, if it's if you ask an African to diagnose, like, you know, what, what you know, let's say in my case, like, you know, the discussion around what happened to Zim is mm-hmm. like it's a forever discussion. People have so much analysis about, you know, this is what happened. Oh, if this politics had been done, this, you know what I mean. So, so, mm-hmm. it, so because of those three reasons, I would say, I think, um, 
I used to really not enjoy questions about Africa because mm. because 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 of that background. But I think uh, you know, as the more I've seen and the more I've kind of just my own personal exposure. So it's it's anecdotal, if I'm to be honest. Um, and 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 seeing you know some of the I don't know, I want to say not luck, but some of the things that have created that created dynamic even for the successful countries. It's 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 also happenstance based on the situation that is prevailing at the time so right. some of it is not planned you know some countries just find wealth because you know they, they some of them maybe weren't even looking for it <laughs> so and then they just find it you know they were comfortable operating a certain way and then you know because you know whether there's oil something that was found or whether there's another thing then all of a sudden it changes the entire landscape of what's happening so 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 i think it sort of helped me shift my own views on you know the change in order to actually do to 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 get africa to improve you yeah. know you actually have to look at what do we have okay as in we we've got things that we don't have but what do we have what do we have and i mean we've what got sun we... there's more than enough sun there's more than <laughs> more than enough gas you know you see what do we have and i think for <laughs> me if i'm to summarize those things be and this is uh, this will get into the question now of of when you're saying you know are we ready are we being yeah. uh, and in, in fact you've actually just touched on it but i think the important things that we say we see now that we have and you, and you can always choose to see it in two ways you can choose to see it as a problem or you know does it is it a solution for something that you have so we know we've got a very young big population in africa that we'll is probably surpass yeah. china's population within this decade uh meaning that you've got this base and and i think if you look at um and by the way what i'll do actually for any time i have to you know i'll, I'll try and include um, some links I'll, I'll send them to you. I, I don't know how you you'll post them on the pod, but then how, uh, just so that you know people can always have links to some of the things we say that it's not just made oh, up. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be happy to have that. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Absolutely. So so you'll find if you look there's there's some sites where you can see sort of you know the world's population, the population pyramid, and Africa is the only one with that you know that traditionally shaped population pyramid where you've got the base of young people and progressively increase uh, reducing like a proper pyramid. It, whereas every other place even china doesn't have that right they've got a mm-hmm. relatively aging population now even though it's a big population but it's it's almost you know even you know the us even europe particularly europe it have that almost uh, i don't know the best way to describe it is maybe like a christmas tree shape where you've got very few young people and a lot of the people are now older yeah. so so by definition you know that the population is aging uh from from when you see that whereas with africa we're probably the only continent we're constantly young that is, yeah that's actually young so what <laughs> is, you know so that yeah. means we've we've got big population young population um what does that mean it means you've got you know you've got demand consumer demand that's going to come yes. into the pipeline yes. um if people are economically empowered of course and you've got supply of of many things labor skills ideas innovation which is very yeah. important for developing ideas you know you need the people and you need uh-huh. productive people so so yeah so that's something we have um and you know this growth in population i think they say about by 2050 will have doubled um 
development population theoretically and about two-thirds of that will happen in urban areas so what do we know as well we know we're going to have a lot of people in urban areas um you know and and that helps because you know urban areas are sort of a concentration of people so you don't need to now go out you know because africa is very sparse right you know it's very you know, very yeah. expensive so if you have to put infrastructure everywhere it might be challenging but if you know that you've got a large urbanizing population then it can act as you know funnels of getting creative solutions done for certain things so mm-hmm. i think that's good and then i think finally we've got this new africa continental free trade area agreement which went live at the start of the year i think that's also very good it's a very good step i know it's still you know quite a challenge to make it do what it needs to do um but i think it's a but it's things a, are going in the right direction step. isn't yeah. it exactly because you know we live in a world now you know you know we've got strong american power we've got strong chinese power we've got strong Mm -hmm. eu power you Mm -hmm. can't it's very difficult to be at that table if you're not a sort of a combined market to to force decisions yeah if you try and do it as individual countries you know it's not gonna work exactly you'll be picked apart and 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 the challenge is that you know given the history given everything and 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 I, and history is also important here yeah, because you know we are born in a certain lifetime so we kind of see transitions only because ah, will it happen in my lifetime but many of these things can happen over you know hundreds of years and it's because we only live in a certain part for ourselves that we don't really see a lot of this change but you know i think even you know the eu idea right it's not something we can directly translate into an African context, but we can no. use elements yeah. of it to exactly. make it work for us. Exactly. Because you've got something where, where you know, countries don't even need to like each other, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. to, to make this thing work. <laughs> to make it's things just work. It's that we want, the, we want the, the, the consumer market, we want the supply market, we want the skills market, we want the free movement of people, we want, you know, these kind of things that actually, you know, boost uh, trade and boost um you know the way the scale of the economy is involved so yeah so i think uh, and it's no coincidence that you know since the eu started this is probably the longest time they've gone without a war uh which and it's you know we've only got a little snippet of time here because this yeah. is you know, our time <laughs> but you know it, it it really does point to that you do need that economic integration to one to negotiate as a big powerful entity and then to to actually you know create development within so so yeah so i think so so i'm I'm using that as sort of the so i think you know anytime you ask me a question on you know is africa ready you know what does the clean energy transition mean for africa for me those three sort of factors i'm using those as sort of the pillars of why we can approach it a certain way and there's probably more yeah. this is also not to say there's no challenges but at least we're saying what do we have in our own books that creates a market that creates a place that can trade internally Absolutely. so yeah, yeah so yeah. in terms of being ready <laughs> and, and, and language is a big thing you know because i think yeah. one of the challenges we've had in africa of course is is that language barrier where and that's where the colonial history comes in you know of course pre-colonial times africa was you know it was an empire of its own and then you know with the colonial situation coming in and you know europe dividing africa into bits and pieces and making people speak different languages you would see the french-speaking african countries just basically just do their own things their own way so it will be very interesting 
to see uh, the entire continent coming together, regardless of the language. Uh, we do know that English is, you know, is a global language, wh whether people like it or not. That's the global language. Um, that's the most spoken language. So um, it, it would make a whole lot of uh, sense and uh, and and positive uh, stance for 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 the continent to, to be able to come together you mentioned something you don't even have to like each other we see that with eu it's not like they like each other you know some countries do some countries don't uh, we've seen that seen that happen with um brexit and when theresa may was the prime minister and the poor lady had to uh, <laughs> i'm not sure if she ever listens to this she'll be happy to to, to hear someone call her poor lady you know having to go to brussels every time you know time and time again um you know eu doesn't want this they don't want that you know and the british politicians don't want this they don't want that but you know in the end everything went through boris johnson is the prime minister now um you know the whole politics aside but eu works together as eu and that even said some countries are not part of the eu for example norway mm. i work for a norwegian company as you know um norway is part of the eea the uh european economic area but not part of the eu however they do benefit from everything eu but they also pay a whole lot of money to do that but Norway can afford it. They are rich. Yeah. They're one of those countries that came by oil. You know, maybe they weren't even looking for it because if you look at the entire Scandinavia, um, this, this Sweden is actually way hard working because those guys don't have a drop of oil. But, you know, they've got IKEA, they've got Ericsson, they've got all those industries that they have had and probably still have Volvo. I think they're still Volvo now. I can't remember. I have to check again. But, you know, they had Volvo and they had things going on for them. But then Norway found oil and then they became the, you know, the Scandinavia power. Probably even, you know, I don't know if they're the richest in Europe. Of course, Germany is considered the largest uh, economy, economy in, yeah. in, in Europe. But when it comes to the oil fund, Norway is top class the in largest, the world. Yeah in the world and we know where they are oh actually maybe i take that back either in the world i don't know with saudi arabia but we know where the, the norwegian oil fund situation is in the sense that they are investing everywhere and it's not just everywhere for the sake of investing but basically solid things like they've got shares in netflix and facebook they literally invested in regent streets in london that's the most expensive part of london that's the most expensive parts and also probably Mayfair as well so you can imagine all the expensive stores and all of that paying rent to the Norwegian oil fund you know for a country that only has five million people and why have I you know pivoted and probably used them uh, uh, as an example is basically to, to then see that yes all the countries don't need to like each other but EU is working for EU so is AU Africa you know Union going to be you know, going to do something similar or are we still going to still, you know, I mean, you know what I mean by something similar yeah, in the sense yeah. that are we going to be able to come together, get things done as opposed to uh, saying, oh, you speak English, you speak French. We see that situation in, or I haven't seen it physically, but um, heard of it because I do have friends from Cameroon uh, who speak French. They're from this French-speaking side, yeah, and then yeah, I have the, the ones that are from yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then you have the ones speaking English. Uh, for goodness' sake, how about just speak one language with your own, you I know, think, uh, language, your own indigenous language? You know. Uh, so these are the challenges you see. 
Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I think also, you know, if you look at, you know, in many books of history, and 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 especially when you look at history in its time span, so rather mm-hmm. than in it, in its, um, you know, thing where you look at it for the last fifty years since Africa countries became African countries became independent, because that's in in the context of history, that's a this, our time now is a drop in the ocean, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Like even the US itself, which is our our generation superpower has been there it's a what 350 year old 300 country, years plus which yeah, is very yeah, yeah. Short, yeah but i think what also is evident in sort of seeing history is that you know when people trade it also facilitates a language of its own it can you know language can evolve to match what's happening so so correct. i think yeah. without that combination when you're cut off either by artificial borders by you know official languages if you know if we can even say that that should be a term official language but when you've got that dynamic you know i i think there are some parts of the world where you know certain regions i think i was reading somewhere where the thing that in certain parts of um of Russia, where you know where Russian traders met Norwegian traders every winter for certain products. I don't know if it was winter or summer actually, but mm. they developed their own particular language. Oh, it, it was actually in a linguistics book, um, and the 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 the, the you know, story of I think it's a story. I'll also give you the link to these. Um, I uh, think it's a story of human history in terms of language and linguistics, and I think what's that's one of the things that's mentioned that you know the, because these guys, you know, you you then found a few um, certain say Norwegian language in the Russian language, and then you found Russian in the Norwegian language, but of particular people, not everywhere across the board. Yeah. But this was because you had these guys who were trading particular goods that would meet and had to communicate about the quantity yeah. of fish they want or whatever yeah. it was. So 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 trade in itself facilitates it's a changing of the landscape uh, mm-hmm. but if you don't even trade you don't you, you and 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 you you almost have a um, you know a, a boundary a, you know a division that is sort of put upon you <laughs> that makes you not be able to trade with someone who you should naturally trade you will never get that integration because french mm-hmm. and english can work together it's not a thing or even an african language another african language they just needs to be something to mediate transactions and people d- will develop their own language for trading so and the obvious some some of these things don't happen over like two years one year you know they take a while but i think especially mm. now that we are in a world that's digitally you know very digitally digitally inclined you yeah know, it should be easier now isn't language, it yeah, yeah exactly so the question just is do you open yourself up to the exposure of trading with someone because as we're saying we've got a continent that will double in population you know which means the consumers are here right the consumers people who are going to need laptops to learn new skills are here people who are going to need electricity are here people who are going to need um you know property are here people who are going to need roads are here so we the people are there you know um and and that's why you know when you speak of is africa ready you know for energy transition it's one of those questions that i feel like you know kind of similar to what i was saying about the site to say especially when something is abstract you know it's different when you're told that uh, bim you've got an exam tomorrow are you you know you, you, you your readiness is is has got a, a deadline if that makes sense so your 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 ability to assess your readiness is 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 due to that you've got a um, 
you, you've got a goal and a time you you know at 12 tomorrow i've got an exam am i ready or not let me read you know and and the readiness is forced upon you whether or not mm-hmm. you know ready or not which is said you know <laughs> the thing comes uh whereas mm. with a lot of what we go through now in terms of energy transition you know that that deadlines are abstract no one is going there's no one saying hey on the 20th of thing you know you have to be ready for energy so you, you yeah have, you're, you're <laughs> only gonna ever be as ready as you are <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's ever gonna shoot a gun to tell you that no guys pa, you know go you know you should be ready and i think in that regard we've got stuff to work with right we've got you know Absolutely. as you even mentioned earlier we've got the land we're quite you know it's quite an expensive uh continent you've got you know the high irradiation for solar you've got mm-hmm. you know you've got wind for we've got a long long coastline so you know um wind is available uh, on and offshore as well uh, mm-hmm. and technology is improving at a pace that is allowing us to even do micro solutions where we possibly couldn't before you can put up micro gears for solar now you can put up uh, you know battery storage is improving so that rural village might might actually not need to have you know a power utility create a big uh, expansive network it can do a micro solution for the particular area you know those kind of things um I, I think there i think the reality is just that we need to get economically empowered uh, because that is sort of what helps in terms of even you know as as things like climate change get the pace you know you're gonna need you you know climate change just generally affects the 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 poorer worse than it does and it can't be isolated to the person who's doing the the you know the, the changing the climate through whatever they're doing whether it's through coal whether it's through uh you know fumes or whatever they whatever you know emissions are going out into the system so hmm. so i think even pragmatically as well you know we we need economic empowerment to to help us with this thing because you know we 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 are what um, maybe we're know 20% of the world's population i don't know if I'm, my estimate is right but you know emissions wise we we've, we've always been very low right because industrial we have been low rate, exactly low, significantly exactly. low in africa even yeah. yeah so yeah so i think i think as we try and address that you know we 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 do have um you know we we do have an incentive to be ready if i can put it mm-hmm. that way so our readiness is incentivized uh yeah. rather than rather than are we ever going to get to a day where we say ah, you know are we actually ready and and some of these things like you mentioned solar uh in terms of irradiation availability you know we take that as a given because we're here but as we said before just like norway you know you you find oil and all of a sudden your life changes and mm-hmm. it's and it's just there you know you didn't you know you, you're not superior because you found it there because it's it was yeah. you know it was just there you know and and a lot of world development has approached things this way it's 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 by it's been by happenstance because of things that have happened because of you know maybe you're at a temperate climate so agriculture does better naturally for the plants that are you know and animals that have been domesticated and that kind of thing so it's one of those things where we now also just need to look at what do we actually have what do we have mm-hmm. and how can we use it? because the economic power of it can usually trample on certain certain divisions um, yeah. that are sort of artificially created if i can put absolutely it that way. Wow, fantastic. That's uh, really good stuff. Thank you, Tari. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I had another question, but I think I think it's something we've already uh, talked about, you know, has to do with, you know, 70 to 80% of, you know, sub-Saharan Africa population still experiencing this, you know, high level of uh, energy uh, poverty. And, uh, you know, we, we do know that there would be 
a lot of economic growth from you know electrifying uh, the mm. continent there's something that we have been doing um in the continent and that is receiving investments from the west mm. yeah it's it's it, that's a very broad situation i say that because it's almost like wealth or riches is taken from the continent you know taken to the mm. west to fix up and then we are then borrowing from the west to mm. then refix whatever but anyway what can africans right within the energy space you and i were africans and we we mm. are within the energy sector and we're young and you know there are people the younger people even coming in people that are just leaving universities and people that have you know probably left university maybe five years ago even um a lot of women are also coming in into the energy space is there anything as you know young people in the industry is there anything that we can do to turn things around in terms of this investments from the west mm. say for example the africa development bank yeah is looking to actually um well i don't want to use the term being bullied you know that's a rather yeah i don't want to use that term but maybe being told to reduce investment into oil and gas you know projects maybe even more gas projects right and this is based on the fact that the ad uh, uh, afdb has some uh, uh, they have some uh, uh, partners uh, european partners basically that have a stake level of percentage of ownership within the bank so they they're having that sort of coercion from that side but we do know that there still needs to be a lot of investment to go into production of fossil fuel let's just say let's look at the mm. clean one now because gas obviously is the clean the cleaner of the two yeah I don't even think oil production is going to cease just like that. It's not going to. Yes, it would yeah. reduce. Yes, yeah. the oil price will be impacted. It's going to. It's going to, you know, fall uh, or, or, or go down at least decline. Um, but gas is the cleaner version. And to be fair, we we do need the funds from this fossil fuel to then be able to power other forms of energy sources. To be able to mm. invest rather or the form of energy you know the cleaner so-called cleaner forms of energy sources the hydrogens you know the mm. batteries you know and so on and so forth and you know storing of of carbon that is you know emissions that is captured during you know production phase so what do you think the young people within the energy mm. space can you know what can we do can we turn anything around mm. Because I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the loaded question. <laughs> um, I know, so, I know. So, so, no, no, but they, they, I think if they, you know, I think we, we, we know for a fact that, you know, anything about, like any anything regarding the, the transition in, in Africa is loaded. There's no, mm. there's no running away from it. I think we, we would be doing it a disservice if we didn't, if we didn't acknowledge the complexity. I think, so, you know, so I, I see it in a few ways, right? I think, um, Firstly, that you know, so as you pointed out, there there is no doubt that I, I well at least in my mind that we need energy in order to economically transform the continent, right? And energy is yes. is an enabler. It, it, it and it, it and the thing is, it enables enables two critical areas for us. It enables uh, you know 
commerce uh like almost directly you know industrial activity you know everything of that nature and it in it it also um it also is underpins technology uh, and not just technology in the sense of you know you know smarter ways of doing things but just purely saying that you know if we want everyone to be connected online if we want our youth to be able to to compete in the world for say online software development jobs just as an example mm-hmm. which can yeah. now be done from anywhere whether you're developing an app for someone in south america in china in australia you know you need you know your laptop must be charged right <laughs> so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know so 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 it underpins everything in that regard so the way i see it especially when it's well, sort of starting with what you your earlier point that you know we you know money still has to come from from traditional powerhouses um i think the reality is that you've got a situation where this is also you know a bit of opinion so you know <laughs> is that you've got you've been having a, a sort of a disconnect between how financial markets and fundamental economies work right um you know and 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 there's many reasons for that you know we've got you know the you know we've got people investing heavily into you know the stock markets and that kind of thing we've just had a big big impact in the sense of covid but we've bounced back in terms of the eco- the 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 the, the stock markets by and large because of what's happening you know at a at a at a central bank level across the globe in the big economies because tech companies are doing so well and tech companies in, in the world now almost disproportionately uh, affect stock markets right because you, your top five uh, big stocks apple facebook uh, okay. you know google's um, alphabet all those guys just by you know if they move they tend to carry the whole index so it kind of yeah. sort of changes the fundamentals of the connection between uh, the real economy you know people making stuff people uh, you know people having infrastructure people being able to go to physical jobs so there's a bit of that disconnect so why i'm bringing this up is because for me um western investment is kind of going to be inevitable with where africa is going personally that's what i think because you've got a situation where funda the fundamentals of that we have the numbers right we've got the we've talked about the youth we've got a, we've got a market we've got an addressable market and a lot of fundamental growth in 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 western economies a lot of it has been absorbed it's it's almost saturated that's why you know those economies now grow it you know 1% if they're lucky yeah. uh thing of course it can change you know it's not a hard fast rule something new can happen but what it tells me is that you know those growth rates that everybody obsesses about you know 7% you know like the sort of growth rates people saw in china uh, you know africa has that available and will have that available so it's going to naturally bring in investment so 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 it it might become a situation where it's less about saying uh you know should we take money from the west or not you know given our history and we know a very complicated history with with western money uh and the IMF and all these guys but ultimately they for for the money system to keep working mm-hmm. <laughs> this capitalism machine to keep working um it it's it's going to need to find a new place for, for, yeah. for growth and for me africa is one of those places uh naturally because of what we've described the numbers the urbanization tech making things cheaper and easier you know people are going to start because a lot of these things are exposure oriented right the reason That's why a, a child in rural kenya is not coding is not because they don't know how to code in terms of 
their intellect it's because they've not been exposed right yeah. exposure is very important and this is where we, we will we'll start going in my opinion at least so so because of that like i i feel like you know you know even with what countries like norway are doing with their no fund you know norway is a bit mm-hmm. different you, you pointed a lot of out you know they found oil in the 70s struck it mm-hmm. rich you know they are very low population a lot of the electricity is hydroelectric anyway so they are not yeah. even really using their own so it, it, they've really stacked up their money because of these these happenstance uh you know um they've taken advantage of their 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 geographical lottery right so so you so now you know the no fund is now trying to invest into helping the energy transition in developing countries because of um their ex- because they you know they, they their wealth was built on that and you know we know that things like climate change disproportionately affect but we don't have to sort of be reliant on that structure you know that thing that um what can you call it that charity if we can call yeah. it that it, it, yeah it, yes do, i think personally because it does feel like that sometimes doesn't natural. it no it, it does <laughs> and but i think naturally we're gonna actually be an investable business case uh in the coming yeah. years um and and in a way we are hoping that that economic mass of what's happening is what will then drive the sort of structures we need so 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 anyway so back to your question where you're saying you know what does what does it mean for like you know what can young people do what can i think much like any solution uh, especially in, in for something very complicated and and you know i think climate change probably ranks as probably one of the most complex issues humankind has ever faced because we talked about economics and finance that are you know some of them are misaligned between different groups you've got the impacts that are also misaligned uh, you know the person who's emitting the most doesn't suffer the most you know that kind of <laughs> dynamic uh, you know your change of weather you know africa still you know there's still a big uh, leaning towards agriculture and, and and food insecurity so you know if there's a drought you know you're the, you're, you're more impacted than someone who, who who's not experiencing the drought or somebody who's got the finances and the bank to, to, to slug through that sort of difficulty. So I think what it will take though, is that in each of our own ways, we'll probably have to have some sort of, my, it's almost like a, I think it will be sort of a, a, a micro approach that emerges towards a bigger solution. Almost like, you know, how like when you start a fire, there's one fire there, one fire there, and then it becomes yeah, a bigger fire. Yeah, exactly. Because when you try and, you know, burn the whole thing, it's very difficult, but a fire requires lighting on each different multiple, um, multiple uh, spots yeah. uh, and I and I think we are developing the conditions of course you know there's a challenge that now we've had COVID and COVID I think COVID has really set us back in terms of um, globally in fact in terms of you know that poverty eradication I think uh, I think in the in the in the in the conference I was in they were saying it's it's probably set us back 20 years and you know some of the challenges that comes with in terms of you know the impact on on women and children the impact on on uh, because you know, when jobs on working poverty which is actually a term i had never really heard but it was it was working an interesting poverty. term to hear. i've not heard yeah that before, to say yeah you're still in poverty you're still impoverished but you work <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> you know <laughs> so so because you you don't earn enough to exit poverty but you are working yeah and you know in yeah. africa as well we've got a very oh, high a whole lot of that informality yeah. in our yeah. economies and, and and this is why i think that as we progress these little fires that we're trying to start in mm-hmm. each areas and create hubs of innovation and and create that direction that will that i feel should naturally happen you know it, it still needs steering but then that 
that process um, of doing of each person contributing their little fire into trying to you know help policy help uh, find investment help you know the diplomacy towards saying you know guys this transition should be just it shouldn't be just that you know if someone investing says no and natural gas for example and yet maybe that is the easiest solution for the people at the time um, yeah. And then it can be phased out in a in a in a new phase, and you know, or carbon capture technology improves, so that can be done. So I think there's be there's people are gonna have many roles. Basically, yeah. you're gonna have yeah. the people who who are, who are doing the thing, you, and you know, and in a way, you're trying to force the critical mass in the discussions that allow you know even for governments to see the benefits of this, um, you know grows so it'll be it'll be a journey it'll definitely be a journey it will um, be an interesting journey for sure for sure yeah yeah, for sure. yeah. oh wow well thank you Tari. it's oh my god I, I even i have learned a whole lot i can't wait to get on to future wattage again because <laughs> i can imagine all the oh, things that, need... that you've uploaded <laughs> I... recently <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, and this is kind of why I'm looking for collaborators more and more, um, so yeah. that you know, when I when I am not choosing to write, you know, someone can actually put something in for yeah. informed. But right now, informed, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I tend to I tend to write where I feel when I feel like something is worth talking about or something is coming right. up, um, right. and something is worth you know. But I know, like I'm saying, I'm trying to bring it to your perspective. So if if someone yeah. else. Uh, wants to wants to write wants to the podcast because we've got a section now for where I'll like even the conversation we're having now I'm gonna put it up. Oh, this will be there section. for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then you There's know even there. someone with a good podcast, yeah, exactly, people can you know bring it up. But yeah. but yeah, so I think you know it's we are saying it is a journey, but I think um, you know let's we, it's important that you know we con- we don't consider ourselves you know you know perpetual victims of you know the past we need to actually look at what do we actually what do we actually have in front of us what can we Mm -hmm. take advantage of what can we and and some of those things might require levels of diplomacy that are quite challenging uh you know because you you know as we're saying we're still not a unified continent in the sense of economic power so each country has its own drama each country Mm -hmm. has its own um Deaths, which means that maybe it's 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 in a weakened state to negotiate certain terms, mm-hmm. but I think you know I I think because you know of of this dynamic that I was mentioning that the capitalistic machine, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you can call it that, is going to be yeah. forced to look into Africa because that's where the growth is going to be naturally. Right. Uh, you right. know, population is is for growth it's important for manufacturing it's important for domestic markets uh mm-hmm. not even for just domestic for international markets as well if you're making a product where yeah. you can sell it you need mm-hmm. to sell it to you know to to a place where there's a lot of people where there's a lot of young people with a lot of Absolutely. um even also uh you know uh, what can i call it a lot of people who are maturing in their in their in their economic position because mm-hmm. you know you can drive that towards a more service oriented uh offering um and yeah, so you uh, and because of that, you tend to see that, like you know, when you see, uh, so let, let's maybe I'll just use two examples, you know, of, of things that I could, a, a possibility. So let's say, mm-hmm. um, and, and and some of these were even mentioned when when uh, I was in this uh, conference hearings. People trying to lean towards how do you create 
you know these hubs these innovation hubs or these micro cities you know yeah. uh, because even a lot of the technology we see that you know that people are trying to create and i know there's a i i don't want to lean towards the obsession of say trying to make a silicon valley everybody's like ah oh, we want to be the new silicon valley but you don't necessarily have to be a zone that is a silicon valley what you're just trying to say is how do you use this population dynamic this urbanizing dynamic this dynamic that you know i know like when i drive around even in in older parts of the city i mean in johannesburg or even back yeah. home in area you find a lot of old buildings right old buildings that people maybe during the 60s you know uh, they were being used for manufacturing for textiles mm-hmm. so you've got you've got some of this property sitting empty and derelict um, and dilapidated exactly. yeah so, but what can it, it you know it's in the urban area so it's already sort of crowded in because the numbers are in the urban areas what can you do with that space can you convert it into some sort of hub where people people you know and and as we said we've got this challenge where there's an energy deficiency especially once you go rural right um and and but if somebody can be taken from the rurals to be in the city close to such a hub where you know power is guaranteed um, accommodation is guaranteed so some of these things i feel like can naturally happen because and even now yeah. you know because of covid a lot of office space is now also lying idle what can be done oh, with it oh yes you know, <laughs> that's can be, that's a big yeah. issue yeah. yeah yeah and then another thing is say for example um Uh, let's look at you know hydrogen is like the new buzzword in energy as well um <laughs> you know and and hydrogen evs and stuff and you mm-hmm. you see that one of the challenges hydrogen has always had and uh, it's even i think when i, I wrote a future art- uh, an article this was back in the linkedin days but i transferred it onto future what talking about uh, evs i think this is maybe 2017 18 and mm-hmm. at that time one of the things that was always mentioned about hydrogen cars is that They, they they are critical mass to get critical mass is very difficult because you need to put down the infrastructure for people to be able to drive to a hydrogen filling station yes. and then the cars must be there but the problem is the cars don't happen because people want to first see the infrastructure or see plans that the infrastructure is going to come before they make yes. the cars so it's exactly. like a loop and 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 in that regard you know certain people then believe that say for example that tesla um the tesla type model the battery electric vehicle can be the only thing that will work because it's now got the critical mass it's got people making charge points it's got cars being churned out you know thing mm-hmm. but i think you know if you start thinking of the microness situation the micro you know this this micro sitting micro hubbing that we're talking about is that if you're a country that does have access to energy to make hydrogen or you already make hydrogen you know why not think of a hub where you try and create this innovation cycle and then you can become the it place to come and see a hydrogen infrastructure it doesn't have to be country wide it can be a part of a hub right it can you can say okay we're we're trying to make a hub or a corridor that specifically allows us to one build hydrogen thing allows us to innovate the hydrogen car because innovation is kind of emergent it spins off as it develops so you 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 end up at a point that you're not even that's not the point you planned like you look at even historically people who made patents you know they would say ah this is what my the product i've discovered is meant to be used for but the use we use it for today is completely different right because we discover new uses as time goes on mm-hmm. so so i think we we need to sort of do that crowding in that really takes advantage of you know as we keep going back to of the numbers that we have of the market size we have um and sort of crowded in using some you know these are just you know rough examples but i even just with my experience of seeing things like 
creating you know these smart cities these smart grids these smart it's things that are easier at a smaller scale so why not try and make hubs that allow you to do that uh thing and you does you don't necessarily have to be replicating silicon valley but you're just trying to say how do we create that and how do we formalize it so that you know we don't have a situation where 80% of our economies are informal because what you lose through you know informality which we know usually it refers to things like you know the governments are like oh, we're losing tax that's usually the first mm-hmm. thing they think of but what yeah. you're actually losing more of is just you know structured business uh, and innovation yeah. because now you know if someone is trading informally let's say there's an issue with the product they've produced or the product they are making you know the person at that level doesn't have any recourse if it does something to someone you know what i mean or yeah. there's no you know i it's almost like you know when you're in the drug dealing world i suppose the the people they can't really if they have a dispute they can't go to court right <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly. no, so, so it, it's you want the formalization in order to actually allow people to own their ideas and grow their ideas and scale them up so i think with time and as we try and you know prove this off in 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 whichever way we pull it off i think we'll be able to actually benefit in that way we'll be we'll be able to actually na- formalization will be natural that's basically that's what i'm saying <laughs> it will be natural if we mm-hmm. you know execute it in that particular fashion but yeah, as you said it's a, it's a journey and it's a challenge it's a journey yeah T- thank you so much tari maybe we need to make you our next opec president <laughs> <laughs> and you can make things happen this is so good i've enjoyed every moment of this conversation today it's been it's 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 been uh eye opening educative and just you know thought provoking even so yeah but i'll ask i'll ask you just one last question so 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 because i you're definitely coming back just to let you know we're definitely having another oh, conversation <laughs> this is not the end in I, case I hope you think this be, is <laughs> i hope the questions won't be hard <laughs> Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'll go easy on you. I'll go easy on you, I promise. So I have one last question for you. So tell us, who is Tari Kazura? Who are you? Yes, that you see, you promised no more hard questions and then <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I, you know, now you're going to hit me with the, the you know when I start saying who who am I? Who uh, you know in, when I was one I did this. No, I think um I think at the core of it all, I think if I'm to, if I find a way to summarize it and make it an easy answer for myself mm-hmm. is uh, I'm I, you know, I'm just a person who enjoys learning. I think that's sort mm-hmm. of been um what 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 you know defines my or the way i see myself <laughs> um uh-huh, uh-huh. in that sense that um you know i really i i really enjoy uh, learning and 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 being you know exposing myself to different things and you know because you know there is a, a lot to learn out of the world right and yes. and, and you know it's 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 and, and and it's it's interesting because the more you learn i think the more you know some of these discussions we have been you know and we've touched on some of the topics the more you realize you know um you know how the how similar you know <laughs> humans are in terms of just yeah. as people uh how arbitrary a lot of the divisions that you know that split us also are um you know uh, because you know it's something that someone needs to come up with in order to create division right whether it's a border yeah. whether it's a language whether yeah. it's a tribe whether it's you know whatever it is right we, we we kind of think so i think what i what that's kind of 
why I've really enjoyed the journey of you know being a curious person being all, always enjoying to learn because when you learn like you kind of you know you demystify a lot of things and and you de um uh, you know you 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 lose a, i don't know i, I want to call it any there's an illusion <laughs> almost like an illusory nature of sometimes yeah. you know of, of sometimes the way we see the world that if you're seeing the world in an illusory state you, mm-hmm. you 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 yeah i always say to myself I, the worst thing i i what i don't want is to chase an illusion right it's almost mm-hmm. like you know chasing, chasing something you think is what you want because it's what it's what i don't know however you came up with it or you're trying to address um you know a, a shortfall you think you need to address so you chase something and then you get it and then you realize ah oh, well uh, that wasn't really it so because you were chasing an illusion of sorts so i think what learning does what why why i enjoy learning a lot is it it helps demystify a lot of things declutter a lot of things you know right. understand you know some of these things you know you know and you, you also end up understanding the role of luck in in life right in things uh-huh. that sometimes you know you you're not always better than another person you're just luckier because you know you stumbled upon something and of course sometimes you you create luck right because by being exposed but ultimately a lot of it still boils down to uh you know circumstances and what's happened and history and yeah so i think yeah i think if i'm to answer your question simply i'll I'll just say i'm yeah i think i'm a person who just likes uh learning and um and and sharing what i've learned but i think the process is symbiotic you 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 learn even from someone who who's not in your field you learn you learn almost equally as much because they ask you questions that make you have to you know think a certain way and it's no you know it's no coincidence that for example you look in the world of economics that the the uh, you know one of the biggest strides that happened in economics which is the discovery or not discovery but the what can you call it the fleshing out of of behavioral economics that happened uh with Kahneman and 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 Tversky which was they were psychologists they weren't economists but it's 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 it's, it's because their 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 analysis was able to transition the the the, the, the bounds of the subject because mm-hmm. it it, yeah. it changed you know it, it turns it turned turned a lot of what we knew on its head um so so you, there's a lot to learn from each other um Absolutely. you know it, it, we we just have to be sort of you know ready to 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 demystify each other as people <laughs> to an extent mm-hmm. because we all have experiences that are valuable and and mm-hmm. that's why you know like you know going back to what we've been discussing today you know you know you know there's a lot for africa to share especially now in this globalized world right and and we know things like tech are changing things so drastically i'm sure you know you told me earlier that you've got a uh, a niece and you know it it's still you know i'm sure it still fascinates you i've seen at least with my own friends and everything. it fascinates us seeing how like even a two-year-old now can operate a phone right oh <laughs> my I, goodness you need uh, to you see know, my niece so, it's, she's unbelievable <laughs> she's only three it's just exactly. unbelievable and so, it's, yeah. so, so it's exposure right it's it's yeah. not that you know she just needed the exposure to be given thing and and you see that across the board across everyone you know i even see my mm-hmm. own parents or using you know i never thought i'd get to a stage where they could properly well maybe let's not say properly because maybe they still you know don't know mm-hmm. most of the functions but they know enough to to, to work with um on, yeah. on you know, new modern phones for example yeah. so yeah. you want to be able to bring everyone 
you know as you want you want to give people exposure i think that's what it boils down to and learning really helps with exposure it really, and it, like i'm saying helps demystify illusions um mm. of artificial divisions that you know somehow as humans we are sort of naturally geared to create for some whatever reason uh, maybe that's another discussion for another topic as well yeah definitely <laughs> and this is why you're coming back <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Thank you, Tari. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think I'd I'd definitely like to say I have um, a lot of uh, uh, respect and thanks to our mutual friend Luba Perez for this introduction, for introducing yeah, me to to a power and <laughs> a knowledge powerhouse like yourself. So oh my, <laughs> a lot of kudos to Luba. <laughs> A lot of kudos you say, to you. You know, I was laughing at, um, at, at, at the word knowledge powers because now you know how it is that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting process because, you know, the more you learn, right? And it's funny because where, where I met Luba during the program, um, mm-hmm. you know, I thought to myself when I was doing that program, because it was an energy master specifically. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing it, I remember thinking, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I narrowing myself down too, too soon? You know, is it mm-hmm. too specific? energy mm-hmm. masters why mm-hmm. not do a masters that's more general yeah. and stuff and then when you do it you also realize hey, okay even if we it was even at this micro level it's still yeah. there's still so many layers so you'll never exactly. know it all <laughs> because, exactly you um, never know, you know it all exactly. you actually learn more what you don't know right absolutely uh, you know. Oh, wow. The concept of of what they call the anti-library, not the library, the anti-library. Yeah. <laughs> value you value you value your book collection based on how many books you've not read, not by how many books you've read. And it's usually more <laughs> you've read you've not read more than you've read. Yeah. That is so true. I've got loads of books in my house. I haven't read half of them. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, that should be your measure, not not <laughs> not how many oh, books dear. you've read, but uh, yeah. yeah. So you always don't know more than you know <laughs> almost that's always true. so yeah so oh, i think dear. that's the interesting thing of the knowledge learning journey um but yeah it's it's fun i, I really but we keep it. learning so, we keep learning yeah, every yeah, day yeah. even not by book you know by talking interacting life and you know in different forms we just learn we're constantly learning as humans so and exactly. it's, it's not just a case of just learning but it's also knowing that you're actually learning passively even you know um, yes, uh, exactly. So that's the interesting bit of it. But anyway, exactly. thank you so much for your time today, uh, Tari. This has been amazing. Oh my God, this has been amazing. And um, I would like to thank our listeners as well for you know enjoying today's conversation, for enjoying and also learning a little bit more about the energy space within Africa, and also uh, knowing what. Uh, uh, obtains and and the challenges and you know ways that we can approach it ways that we can make things better and that's obviously in several ways by learning by opening our minds by you know interacting with other countries uh, uh, within the continent and of course even outside the continent even so Yes, thank you so much, Tari. There was so much to learn from you today. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and I also so learned a lot you. From, from from you. So it's it's it's, it's always mutual. Uh, exactly, think, uh, <laughs> and and that's what makes it fun. So yes, thanks yes. a lot, and and yeah, and much appreciated uh, to, to bringing bringing me on. And yeah, I'm always free to 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 do another one. 
Thank uh, you. And shout out to El Lubo as well. <laughs> thank you. Yes. You shout out to Lubo for making <laughs> this happen. So, yeah. Well, thank you to our listeners. And uh, it is Beam signing out. And thank you for joining us today on the Blue Citron podcast. Thank you so much. And enjoy your day wherever you are. Enjoy your evening if it is evening for you. And have an amazing week ahead. Take good care. Bye bye.